Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. With me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin. Oh, okay. Hello. Sorry, I cut you off. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We just recorded our football podcast. Go check that out. Um, Announcement to those of you who didn't listen to that football podcast or didn't listen to the end, at least. um, We are now on Apple Music. Or Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. We're legitimate now. We are legitimate now. We did... No longer scrubs. (laughs) We didn't do anything special. No. Just just signed up. Just sent it into them. They're like, okay, you're, you're all right. So they put us on there. We're on Apple Podcasts now, so... You can go send it to your friends, and uh, if they have an Apple device, you they can listen to it, and no problems. I mean, you don't have to go through SoundCloud anymore, so it'll probably make it easier for some people, I hope. Yep. That's, that's the hope, at least. So, yep. Yep. Um, I feel like I'm somebody now. You're not, Colin. We're <laughs> not. We're nobody. Damn. <laughs> Feels <laughs> bad. Okay. All right. Well, uh, on that note. On that note, <laughs> we're, we're done here. Um, but no, in all, in all serious, Colin, we, we drove two and a half hours to Norman, and then two an hours back from Norman yep. on, when was that, Tuesday? That was Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Uh, to see North Texas and Oklahoma play a basketball game. A basketball game it was? It was a basketball game between 8-0 and, I believe Oklahoma was 5-1. 8-0 North Texas yes. against 5-1 Oklahoma. And it went how I expected it, but... No, it, it didn't. It went no. I mean, the final score is what I expected. I expected okay, Oklahoma final score, yeah. to win by about sixteen. That that didn't surprise me, because Oklahoma's probably the best team North Texas plays this year, uh, with them in Western, and. But how we got to that score was definitely something. It was interesting. It was we used the word interesting a lot on this podcast, and that's exactly what it was. It was very very interesting. It was had um. North Texas had the lead with, I believe, 13 minutes left in the second half. Yep. And um, by one point, by one or two points. But 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 at that point in the game, it seemed like it was like a turning point. Like, it kind of seemed like North Texas was kind of getting some momentum. It kind of did. And yeah. then Ryan and, came out the gates aggressive in the yeah. second half. Rose was was didn't hit a shot in the second half, but he still was, was on the court, and he still kind of felt like he was about to go off. Like, you were just kind of yeah. waiting for him. And that never really happened, but... In the end, OU kind of just pulled away. Um, they, they had like an 11-1 run, I think, in the middle of the second half. And yeah. it kind of gave them the breathing room they needed. And they were just physically dominant. And it kind of wore down North Texas. It kind of made them hesitant around mm-hmm. the rim and even around the three-point line, I think. I mean, even subconsciously. And the result was North Texas shooting, what did we say? 28% yep. from the field. That is not good, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 27.5% from the field. On 69 shot attempts to OU's 53 shot attempts. Um, a big thing there, though, is OU did take 33 free throws to North Texas' 17. Uh, one of the things that kept North Texas in the game was OU shooting 17 to 33 from the free throw line. That's a That was a huge um, indicator to me that there was uh, OU wasn't at their peak performance-wise. But, I mean... I just, to start off, uh, the main takeaway here that um, when when I talked to Grant Grant McCaslin after the game, you talked to Ryan after the game, Ryan Woolridge, was kind of just that it felt like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, how how do you feel about that? How big of a missed opportunity do you think it was, and how big of a chance do you think they actually had? Um, well, and why do you think they had that chance? I think defensively, I mean, North Texas was able to keep with them three quarters of the way through the game. I mean, mm-hmm. we both saw that, um, but. I mean, you give up a chance to 
to prove something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To you, you give up the chance to prove that you're not just good at beating bad teams so far this season because that's all we've seen and yeah. we talked about last week that this was their chance to beat a real team obviously Oklahoma is going to be the favorite they are a power five school but no one they're not world beaters Oklahoma is they're, yeah. not, they're, they're not they're not world beaters they're not top 25 exactly so North Texas has a chance to beat this team and I mean the it was probably just I mean it was ugly the whole game mm-hmm. and then the last what was it 10, 10 minutes, minutes so. was just I mean that was just r- terrible to watch. I yeah, mean, it, was, it was really, really tough to watch. <laughs> uh, the biggest, I'm trying to think. Uh, when when you look back at this game, Grant Grant McCaslin used the words as he said they laid an egg. He said it was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, said they really had an opportunity to take steps forward as a program if they would have won this game. And the thing that he was so hurt by was that the fact that they had opportunities to take a lead early yeah or to surge front uh, to surge in full in the front of oklahoma early but they just couldn't do it because they just couldn't make a shot at yeah. all and i believe in the i'm trying to remember what they shot in the first half from three i think it was 416 from three in the first half that's what it was so they were 416 from three in the first half mm-hmm. obviously not their standards 416 um that's 25 percent in the second half then they shoot two of ten that's obviously still not there Standards. And I think in the second half, OU played better defense than they yeah. did in the first half. So North Texas had looks in the first half to take the lead, to take leads at multiple occasions, whether it was Mo Gibson getting a three, whether it was, um, I don't remember when DJ came in, but DJ basically airballed his only three. Yeah. Uh, DJ Draper. Um, Rose had, uh, Rose was, was fine in the first half. I think it was three of six from three in the first half. But then you just kind of start, it looked like they kind of just got wore down in the second half. Yeah. Even though it's kind of like they had their chance to surge in front, and then they didn't. And so it's kind of like, damn. And then OU settles in. They use their size with McNeese, who's a damn monster. He was dunking yeah, he on was, everybody. The dunks were unbelievable. Um, you let OU settle into the game. And even though Christian James, who averaged 20 points per game, entering the game only was 3-7 to seven with 9 points, you kind of just give them life. And it's yeah. the, the home – crowd wasn't even into the game really for no. most of it at all uh, i think maybe they got loud on like two occasions uh but oh you or but unt had ample opportunities to take leads and once they did in the second half it kind of just felt like temporary leads because they weren't hot they weren't they weren't hot taking those leads it was kind of just like ryan forced his way into the lead yeah that's so the once, only time that i felt like north texas even had a chance yeah so once all that happened it's just like you look back at the box score and you're just like they had chances but the shooters of Jordan Duffy, Mo Gibson. I mean, even um, Rose didn't hit a shot in the second half, or hit, didn't hit a three in the second half. So mm-hmm. you, you just have your shooters didn't, didn't step up. Yeah. And I, I mean, think that's the biggest thing. And it's like we talked about, Oklahoma didn't even play their best basketball. Um, it, you could argue this is the perfect scenario for North Texas to come in here and beat this team. You have Christian James, their leading scorer, their best player, getting foul trouble early, and he only scored three points, I think, right? He scored nine total points. Okay, nine total points. And I think he had two at halftime or something like that. Okay, so nine total points. He's not getting the 20 he averages a game. And you just you can't make open threes or open shots. And so often we saw offensive rebounds, and then you smoke the layup or yeah. you know don't get the second chance opportunity. And, I mean, they just they, they beat themselves. Um, I don't know how much... I don't know how much they beat themselves, but the to the 
the the sentiment is true that they just I think they just had opportunities to win it and they just weren't good enough. I mean, t- to beat a team like Oklahoma, you have to get hot from outside, and I think as as the team that they're constructed as, right, North right, Texas, yeah. with the guards they have, and too many times on the offensive end, they ended up either settling or if they got a good look, they would miss it, um, or they would try to find contact that wasn't there. But then Oklahoma on the other end was kind of getting. In my opinion, they were getting fine looks the whole game. OU was, um, which is plays into what you were saying that OU didn't play. OU didn't play a great game. No. But it kind of just felt like eventually they were going to start hitting those shots, and in, late in the second half they ended up hitting those shots. Um, they ended up hitting, pulling off a couple threes, and it kind of just swung momentum just far enough out of North Texas' reach to to win the game. But the one thing. We're gonna get into lineups eventually, but the thing that just sticks out to you right off the bat when you when I what was the first thing I texted you when I saw Oklahoma warming up? I just they walked yeah. on the court and they were warming up. What they, I texted they, you? They were big. Their size. Yep. They're they're a huge huge team. I texted Colin. I'm like, this team is huge. Like what? Like maybe it's just because like I'm lower to the ground than usual. Yeah. And like I'm already a short person, but like <laughs> like oh you look massive. And yeah. sure enough, they start the game with like. I think they had, they had one five eleven guy. I think that was Claxity or Calic. I can't even say his name. Excuse me. Number two, who was like five eleven six foot. Yeah. And then after that, it was six four six seven six nine six six eleven. Mm-hmm. And all of them just looked towering over. Because you have to remember, they have a six nine four. North Texas has a six five forward, uh, mm-hmm. four. And so that's already one matchup. And then you have at the three, you have Jordan Duffy, who's going against six four. Let's say, or no, I'm sorry, six seven ish i mean so it's it was just looked like a mismatch for a lot of the game and a lot of the game north texas had to rotate well had to play perfect defense to contest shots and it, it kept them in it for a while until it didn't and then oklahoma started hitting shots and dunking and doing whatever they wanted yeah i mean i don't <laughs> i don't know what else to say to that because i mean it's true i mean but i mean let's we can get into individual players i mean oh what, yeah i mean uh maya did well early Against their four, I don't know his name. He's the was it? The, are you talking about the white guy? Yeah, <laughs> with blonde hair. 35. I think that was Manic. Yeah, Manic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did well early, but late in the game, size just got to him because you have, like you said, you have to play perfect defense. Mm-hmm. And once you get worn down like that, it's eventually yeah. just you, you, it's just the dam's gonna break. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not hitting threes to get that lead initially, then the dam is gonna break and you're gonna yeah you're gonna drop yeah yeah. I, I did think it was interesting though that we didn't see a bigger lineup like we had talked about or mm-hmm. that you had talked about in the last podcast where you wanted to see I forgot what you said exactly. Mike Miller at the three. Yeah, you want to see or, Mike at the three and yeah. then there's a there's a there's a lot of lineups or like because the I've said it before, I mean I don't want to get in the lineup stage. Yeah, I want to focus on this game, but I mean yeah. I have said before that Orion, Rose, um Mike, Maya Zach lineup seems like it would be big enough to contest most everybody, so that that's a lineup I was looking for. Uh, but we'll get into why Grant didn't play in that minute. But I do want to talk about why Ryan Woolridge. He was only six of fifteen and had four turnovers with one assist, but it was kind of a breakout game for Ryan. In yeah, a way. don't you think so? Yeah, the team didn't really have anything going for them in the first half, and in the second half, Ryan gave him that spark, and it almost like I said shifted momentum in their favor because. When they couldn't find a look, he'd just drive and he'd mm-hmm. get a. I mean, he had two end ones, I think. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, he looked great. 
and I, it just didn't. I mean, he obviously can't do that the whole game because he'll just get tired. But I mean, it, like I said, he shifted momentum. And I, I, this is exactly what I wanted to see from Ryan. I want to see this the rest of this season now. Mm-hmm. How many shots he had? Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. You said twelve. Before. Yeah, I said twelve. But I mean, I'll take fifteen. Of course. Yeah, I mean, seventeen points. I I just think against the best teams, this is true in any game. You the best. Uh, this is true in any sport, but in the best. When you go against good teams, you have to have your best player step up. And Ryan kind of just came out in the second half and said, screw all this yeah. shooting crap where we can't shoot the ball right now, so yeah. I'm just going to take over and get to the rim, force the issue. And he did, and he was fantastic to start, to start the second half. He was the reason that North Texas took that lead initially. Uh, Roosevelt Smart, as I mentioned earlier, was the only other double-digit scorer. Uh, he ended up 3 of 8 from 3. He was 3 of 6 at halftime. He had four fouls. He only played 24 minutes. That's going to go up. It needs to go up against any good team they play. Uh, but besides those two, really, I mean, who else can you say had a really good game? I mean, you could argue that no one had a good game other than those two. Zach Simmons had uh, 12 boards and I don't know how many points he had. Oh, four, four points, 12 boards. He had three fouls. He only played 20. Oh, no, he played 29 minutes. So he got his, his money's worth there. But, uh, I mean, outside of those three, maybe, I don't really know if anyone else had a really good game for that matter. I'm trying to think. Uh, Duffy went 3 of 11. Jordan Duffy went 3 of 11 for 9 points, 2 of 6 from 3. But, and this gets into our lineup thing. It kind of just, we we, we saw normal rotations. All right, we saw normal rotations. I mean, I don't know. I I guess I, I could try to play the audio of uh grant's interview but he basically actually i feel like it would because i wouldn't i'm not i wouldn't say it right but one thing i, I do want to ask you is we saw my at the five for about five minutes probably yeah that was super interesting it was what what what'd you see because from, uh, you had we talked about it oklahoma has is huge compared to north texas and they threw my at the five i forgot what the whole lineup was it was my at the five and i think it was Mike at the four, and then three was Duff. I'm going to try to get this Duff. grand interview. But, oh, I guess, is that playing? No, you're good. Okay. No. Um, but, yeah, my at the five, it was interesting because we haven't seen a lot of Tope, and we both thought it was because of the back injury, but it's starting to look like that this might be where Grant's going in terms of who he wants to get those backup center minutes. And it makes sense because Maya's able to kind of be better defensively, but you lose a lot of size. Um, it's kind of like, what we saw with Alante last season. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't really think this works against bigger teams. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, well, first, I found the audio of the okay. interview. So play that if you want. All right. Was that the plan going in? Did you like what you saw? Was there any thought of putting in maybe a, a mark in at the four or moving Maya up or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I, that, that definitely, I think, would have... Uh, would have been the case if I felt like they were scoring at the rim consistently on us. But, you know, unfortunately, when Mark did get his time, that he, he, you know, it was, he had a couple of open opportunities and we didn't find him. And so then he got, with the matchups, the way they were going, I needed to go a different direction. But yeah, it's something that we could move toward uh, for games where we maybe can take advantage of it. Tonight, I wanted to, when we got down, especially, I want to try to keep the floor space and see if we can make a couple shots. So that so what I get from that is that when they get behind, 
he i mean basically the last thing he said is the the most important thing to me when they get behind is that he wants to keep it spread more yeah so he's not going to go with a too big lineup um unless maybe mark at the four maybe yeah which makes but sense i feel like that wouldn't keep pace yeah but it, it makes it makes sense but um early on he didn't even play the big lineup and so he kind of from what you get from that uh is basically that like we said earlier, their defense was fine in the first half. Yeah. Right? So yeah, you can't complain. Their defense was good initially. They were able to contest shots at the rim pretty well. They um, forced Oklahoma into some tough shots. The rebounding differential. Rebounding. Was crazy. So, so what he's saying is that defensively they were fine. Defensively yeah. they hung with Oklahoma. The problem wasn't that in. The problem was that they couldn't make shots. And that playing too big is not going to help you make shots. Right? Yeah. So that's basically what he's saying there. And I completely understand that. If you're playing good enough defense, why sacrifice offense to play the same defense that you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I understand that completely. Uh, it didn't burn them at all against Oklahoma until, like, the very end. But at that point, you have to make shots, like kind of what he said, to get back into it, and they couldn't do it. Um, but that's kind of the biggest takeaway for me is that if their defense is fine, he's not going to go to a bigger lineup. Yeah. And against Oklahoma, Oklahoma didn't play well, but also North Texas defended at a pretty good level or a good enough level to make to make them uncomfortable. So, I mean, why go to a big lineup? But the big thing we want to talk about is I posted a story on a VIP story Ooh. about two days ago. Subscribe to twenty Mean Green 24-7 Sports. There you go. Thanks for the plug. Shameless plug. There you go. Uh, but I... Posted a story on there a few days ago. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the whole thing, but basically, it was just saying how. Yeah, I mean, it had five different stats on there, but the one that I found the most interesting was the minutes with Mo and DJ on the court at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I basically wanted to say that I think we're done seeing those two on the court together, unless if they're up by 20 points. So, when I say that though, it's not because they're bad. And it's not because they can't defend. It's not because they can't shoot or anything like that. It's just the simple fact that when those two are on the court together, Ryan is definitely on the court 80%, 90% of the time. Well, once they get play better teams, Ryan is on the court 100% of the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, But when those two are on the court at the two and the three, I mean, you you saw it against Oklahoma. Jordan, Jordan Duffy barely got away with playing at the three. You cannot have Emoji Gibson guarding. Um, you can't have Mo and DJ guarding, guarding some of some of the guys that they would have to guard against. I mean, if yeah, they played just the height mismatch alone. Yeah. So is uh, there was a couple occasions I wrote down in my notebook. Um, there was one occasion where Mo was playing and he missed a box out and it gave up an offensive a rebound to a layup. There was a time where Mo in the second half where Mo was on Christian James, who Christian James is only six four, but that man's like. He's big. Yeah, he's. I was like, damn, this guy's strong. Yeah. And so he had Mo in the block, and I was like, why? I'm. I literally said out loud, nobody was around me, and I was just like, what just happened? Why is Mo on Christian James right now? And so sure enough, they had to rotate that to help, and they gave up a three to. I believe it was the the tall white guy, Minnick, hit a three, and it kind of helped put the game game, away. Right. Yeah. Um. So just stuff like that, you get cross matches. Stuff happens, and you can't have more than one of those guys on there who's a. a size disadvantage like that, like you can have maybe one, but you can't yeah. have you can't have two guys that are just five eleven six foot guys. Um, do you have the Do you have that story up? Yeah. Uh, do you read out read out the stat that I put in there because I'm not gonna remember off the top of my head. 
So with them together, you have an offensive rating of 138. This is over the last six games. Yeah, you have an offensive rating of 138 and a defense. No, that's in the first two games. Read the whole thing, Connor. Oh. In the first two games, they had an offensive rating of 138. So that kind of shows when they go against bad competition, those two on the court together can just completely light people up. And, but when you get into these last six games... Yeah, that's not as well. Then it changes. Uh, for 93 possessions, you have an offensive rating of 84 and a defensive rating of 81. Mm-hmm. So, And then with any other lineup on the court, you have an offensive rating of 111 and a defensive rating of 80. Yeah. And those that's over the past six games, like Yep, you said. over the past six games. So 93 possessions is a substantial number here. That's like... It's probably about a game and a half, basically, yeah. of a decently paced game. So you have a game and a half of evidence saying that this lineup can't just can't produce over the last six games so i'm just uh at least on either end really i'm defensively they're fine 80 80 points per possession is is not even that big of a problem but yeah you get into offensively the size problems when they're both on the court you get okay we saw against oklahoma mo had his worst game in a north texas uniform right pretty Mm -hmm. pretty comfortably Yeah. yeah uh if you look at his numbers uh I believe every game, I believe just basically if you had a, if you had a graph, uh, a line graph of his stats, let's say, or like probably player efficiency or something, it would be at the start of the season, obviously a super high, super high, you know, 30-point games, he's shooting amazing. And then as the season progresses, it just slowly starts dipping down, slowly, 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 and it's still just on the down slope right now. Um, I think if you just look at his points, I think that's the main thing that will dip down pretty significantly. So as an offense, when you have a guy like Mo out there who's not um, – he struggles getting a shot off, obviously, against bigger dudes. He had to rush a few threes against Oklahoma. Uh, DJ had to do the same thing. He rushed a three against Oklahoma. The size comes at you. I said this last week or two weeks ago on the podcast saying that big dudes contest way, way – big dudes contesting shots compared to 5'11 guys contesting shots is a world of difference. It's probably yeah. a 10% difference in the shot quality. Yeah. Um, you get Mo contesting a shot and you get Ryan contesting a shot, that's a huge difference. And we saw that. Mo Gibson, I mean, remember that three hair bolts from the corner where he had to just catch it and jack it up? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rush shot. And that's because the guy he's going against is 6'4 on him. It's not an easy shot. Uh, Draper had to rush his shot because the guy was closing out on him. Um, you just play bigger teams and offensively those guys if they're not creating for other people and they're strictly spot up shooters who are standing on the line i mean i might say that they have to be standing maybe a foot or two behind the three-point line to get their shot off comfortably and once you start taking that shot then your percentage goes down and so then you just get into a lot of problems there so offensively is the main problem when those two are on the court together with ryan so what i mean when you when i mean just when you look at the the offense with DJ and Mo on the court together, you would think theoretically that it would be a really reliant offense. It would be an explosive offense, right? Right. But I remember looking at it. When you look at their three-point attempt rate, it's up in like the high 40s percent percentage-wise. So they're taking a ton of threes compared to when they're off the court or when it's any other lineup, it's like mid-30s, which is normal. So they're taking a lot of threes, but over the last six games, they're not hitting those threes because the competition is different because the guys yeah. are playing them differently. Um, they know they're sticking to shooters. A lot of teams have been sticking to shooters on North Texas, and when they do that and they eliminate them on the offensive end, then they can try to take advantage of them on the defensive end. And so that's kind of just my whole thought process on that whole thing is that Ryan is going to create, 
but when he kicks out to DJ and Mo, when they go against Oklahoma's of the world, th- while they might look open initially, they're really not open for yeah. a high percentage shot unless they're when they're right on the line. Yeah, so. a, a hand at your chin's a lot different than a, chan- a hand in, at your nose. Yeah, because I mean you, you lose your line of sight. Yeah, and while that's why I think getting Rose back is huge. Yeah, getting and, Rose back is and immense. we didn't. I mean, he made you said three threes. Two of those were completely contested fadeaways. Oh, man, dude, he was. And when he's when he's on, he's just something special, yeah, man. Yeah, he hit. I'll never forget. Uh, Grant yelled. It was towards the end of the half. It was like might have been their last possession of the half. Grant yelled, "Rose, be be aggressive!" And so Rose like comes off the screen, gets the ball, guy right on him, dribbles, step back, and like hits a fading three on the on the right wing, and you're just like. Okay, this guy's ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah. I just, I've I've missed him so much. He's so do you? So, good. so do you think that when we see, so we have, so Mo and DJ together are obviously like we talked about, not good. On and the, the result of that has been DJ and it's just not playing. Yeah, but since Mo's been having games these last two games where he hasn't been that well offensively, and last game made some pretty poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're kind of interchangeable now that Rose is back in terms of DJ what they Mo? mean, what they mean offensively and defensively? Because I'd argue, I'd argue that uh, DJ is more important, is a w- better on-ball defender, but Mo obviously is a more dynamic scorer. But when you have Rose back, do you need Mo as much? Here's the thing, <laughs> we we we've just eliminated uh, Jordan Duffy out of this conversation, right? We've kind of accepted that he's going to play 30 minutes a game. That's funny that you bring that up. Yeah, we we forgot about that. Yeah. Last week we talked. We last yeah. week we were on last two weeks we were on record saying I would play DJ over Jordan Duffy. Yeah, but. Eating crow currently, but the thing is, are we? We're not wrong because in, I mean, he shot three of eleven last game. He had, yeah. I mean, he we didn't play a great game. He only had one turnover, uh, which is which is great. No assists. The thing about Jordan Duffy is that it's weird because I I just messed around on Hooplins like yesterday, and Hooplins being the where he gets advanced stats. Yeah, from. all those yep. advanced numbers. Uh, and he is he has a pretty good rating when when the, he's on the court the team does pretty well. You said I uh, you said a, he uh, the team averages like one point six points per possession when he's on the court. Um, Something I like don't that. Think that's, I don't think that's right, but I have to I'd have to look. It that up. was before. Do you want me, that you want was me to look it up right now? Team. Yeah, look it up right now because you're right. We we just we not talking about Duffy anymore. And when preseason we guessed that he loses minutes, and that's it's not the case. What is it? Look at this. Okay, so last six games when Jordan Duffy is on the court, the offense has a. Uh, has an offensive rating of 113, and that's in 289 possessions. He plays a lot, first of all. Yeah. Um. So he, he, he's been on the court for 289 possessions. He's been off the court for 134 possessions, mm-hmm. pretty much. Offense with him on the court has 113 offensive rating over the last six games. Off the court, it's 88. Oh. That is staggering. That's a, that's a, that is staggering. I wouldn't have thought that. That is staggering. That's crazy. So, wow. I mean, and you, you, we think of Jordan Duffy, and we talk about you know he's not the he's not the best ball handler, he's not the best creator, he's not the best shooter, but then I mean you look at these numbers, and I mean, when when he's on the court, it, Grant kind of told me this before the year, but he's kind of like the calming influence on this yeah. on this offense for some reason. I mean, he's a senior, he's really solid, but he, in my opinion, he's nothing he's nothing overly special. But I mean, these, the, the numbers with him on and off. We're not the trying to trash just, Duffy, by the way, when we've been talking about not. him lately. Of just, course not. Just I mean, we sure. just we just have to be fair to everyone yeah. we talk about. 
Um, the turnovers percentage is way lower with him on the court. It's 16% to 21%. Uh, e field goal percentage is up to 55% from 48%. So you just, man, his numbers are crazy. And I really think that's probably one of the lower uh, numbers with somebody on, on the on the bench. Let me look up. Uh, I want to see how Ryan's looks like. Yeah, I mean, even Ryan's doesn't change too much over the last six games, even though there's only 65 possessions with him off the court. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't change. So, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically all I was saying is that uh, – Oh, yeah, here's, here's another one for you. Emoji Gibson on the court last six games has a 104 offense rating. With him off the court, it's 107. Hmm. Uh, defensive rating with him on the court is 83, which is good. Him off the court, it's 75, which is amazing. So, hmm. okay. Those are all numbers over the last six games that all caught my eye. Uh, but so, so what was that? What was I talking so, about? So, I got on so, the, so, the, so the question that I had asked was, do you think that DJ and Mo are almost interchangeable now, even though they have different skill sets? But now that you have Rose back, you don't need a dynamic score like Mo out there yeah. to sacrifice on ball defense that DJ gives you. I don't. I. I mean, I'm I'm on record saying I really like DJ as a player, but man, him and Mo. I mean, him and Mo right now are probably on the same level for me. But I just think they're gonna play Mo because of his upside offensively, like the potential of him actually hitting, yeah. like, like getting hot and being the aggressor and creating for some people is pretty high. So, um, that's a tough question. Because if you again, if you asked me before, I'd what's DJ? Show DJ. What do you want? His on off, like his on off. The same sets that we were just doing. Yeah, his on off. Uh, well, the thing is, last six games, how many, how much has he really played? Oh, he's played 178. All right, so yeah, this is kind of the inverse of Jordan Duffy. Uh, him on the court has a 98 offensive rating, which isn't isn't great, below average. Him off the court, he, they have a 110 offensive rating. Um, and de- but the defense, like you said, gets better with him on the court. In 181 possessions, they have a 74 defensive rating. Oh, with him on? With him with with him on the court. With him off the court, it's 85. Yeah. So again, the defense is probably better with DJ than, yeah. than with Mo. But are you willing to take the risk of just not of having your offense stall out? And I think we so, need to see more from Rose before we can bend or can put in DJ that much. I agree. So for so looking back in the Oklahoma game, who would you rather have had in at that time then? Than Mo? Would you rather have Mo or DJ? After what Neither we saw from one. the game, I mean that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm saying. I would have put a bit. I would have put Mike in at the three, and put moved Duffy up to the two, or or Rose in at the three. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, but I'm but if because DJ, I would say makes better decisions, but he's like he he doesn't go inside to score at all. Mm-hmm. Like you lose a lot when you take Mo out and you put DJ in, but you also gain a lot with Mo in, and it's it's just like risk reward yeah. type of thing. So it's 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 hard to say. That's why I asked because you're getting Rose back and Duffy is performing well, obviously. Yeah. So whose minutes get cut? And obviously we've seen DJ now, but Mo hasn't. I mean, Mo's last game was not good. It was bad. The uh, yeah, I mean, I could see I could see Mo's minutes getting cut a little bit uh, once once Roseville gets up to that 35 minute mark or 33, mm-hmm. 32 minutes per game mark. But until that happens. I mean, we again. This was only the first. This was the first real challenge for this team. Yeah. 
so we do not we don't know a ton. Yeah, take this with a grain of salt. Of course. But what we saw was very alarming from this team as far as how they handled the size of Oklahoma. And especially when it comes to Mo, I'm not gonna say DJ too much because he only played like four minutes or whatever, but when it comes to Mo specifically, he didn't handle the size of Oklahoma very well. And I think that's something that has to be noted. I mean, he's a really, really, really good player, but his best games have been against teams who are either Division Two or yeah. not good yeah. Division One teams. So that's that'll be something to watch for moving forward. That uh, we have one more lineup we didn't talk about, but I do want to. I want to see how Rose develops in yeah. this on this team going forward. Uh, do you still have my story up? Yeah. Uh, where where's the backup five one? Is that number four? I think it was number two. Okay, number two. Uh, do you have those the my the those stats? Can you read that off? Yes. So um. So basically, that uh, this tab was about who is gonna play at the backup five moving forward this season. Because when Zach Simmons gets in foul trouble or he's off the court, he usually plays about thirty minutes a game. In those two minutes, who's going to play the backup five? You just want to read the whole damn thing. I yeah, I, I have it. So uh, Maya's been on been the five for 40 possessions. Um, over the last six games. Over the last six games. And the team has an offensive rating of 118 and a defensive rating of 90 compared to 104 and 79 in any other lineup. So that's with anybody else at the five. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I remember now. You, you said that basically right. But when Maya... Is on the, what I put in was Maya on the court with and everyone else off. With, with so Maya's the five. With, yeah, with all the other bigs off the court. Yeah. Basically making Maya the five. So there's been 40 possessions that have the last six games, and they have an offense rating of 118 compared to when anybody else is basically at the five. They have a, a rating of uh, 104. Is that what you said? Yes. 104. So, so I think Grant sees that, and there were successful minutes with Maya at the five against Oklahoma. Um, I just I think they're going to go to that pretty strictly. Pretty yeah. much a hundred percent of the time now. Yeah, and it's interesting because we both we both had confidence in Tope, I think, entering the season. But here's uh, the thing. I wrote I wrote this as well that I think they like Maya in like five minute spurts. Mm-hmm. So if he has so if Zach gets in serious foul trouble, like three fouls in the first like five minutes. Then you throw Tope in. Then Tope's gonna go in for about six, seven minutes and then swallow minutes and then give uh Maya the rest of that. Why why why'd Mark at the five for Oklahoma? Think? I think he just wanted to see. Just wanted to and see. And the thing is, the thing about Mark is he pick and pops really well. They just didn't give him the ball. Yeah. I no, think there was, was lots of times where or there was lots of times where there was an open man and it was just Yeah, like they both went to the driver and then I was like, just kick it to Mark, give him a chance. Yeah. Let him see if he can hit a three. Like y'all need y'all need a three right now. And y'all they But didn't defensively give him the ball. though, Mark oh, is defensively not, it was it was terrible. Yeah, horrendous. But I mean that's what I expected. Uh, he's I mean he's a, still a freshman. Yeah. So yeah. He's got a lot of room to grow. I think that's a big thing. This team as a whole has a lot of room to grow, but I think at the five, I will see a lot of Maya moving forward, just pretty much mm-hmm. blanket. That's a blanket statement, but I think Maya at the five is pretty much their best option, except for when it's over like seven minutes. I agree. Of of play. So, I yeah. agree. Um, do we have anything else on this game? What time are we at? We still got, I still got some previews to look at. Yeah. Um, but like we mentioned, uh, for Oklahoma, I, we don't want to get too too deep into these uh, previews for basketball because there's so many of them. It's not like football where it's like, you know, yeah. one, one a week. They're just mostly just kind of talking. Points. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to talk about Indiana State because Indiana State had a pretty interesting result. Yeah. We talked about this last week. They beat Western Kentucky. Yes, they did. 
and we talked about a lot. I wish Alante Olsen was coming back to the Super Pit. I wish this game was at home and not on the road. That'd be wild. <laughs> I get to wear my Alante Holston jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. All right. I, I don't have. An Anyways, Alante this Holston is the Alante Holston revenge game. Exactly. He's putting up thirty on Wednesday. Minus the man had like one minus twenty eight. The man had like one <laughs> point against Western Kentucky. Let's let's relax for a second. Um, but this Indiana State team beat Western Kentucky. And North Texas beat them last season in overtime, I believe. Or Sounds no, right. actually they beat him on an AJ three. Oh, that was the AJ. That was the AJ three oh, buzzer beater. Man. So just kidding, AJ. Shout out AJ Lawson. So, yeah, shout out AJ Lawson, McNeese and, and State guard. Um, and his headband. <laughs> but um, I mean, this is another real team that they're playing. It definitely is. Uh, oh my gosh, they're five and one. Their schedule is not super difficult, but they beat who's in front of them. Uh, they beat, you know, they have one exhibition win. They beat McKendry, Green Bay, Ball State, and Western, and San Jose State. They lost to Ball State. Oh, they lost to Ball State. There you go. And they beat Wright State. So they're 5-1. and one. I'm trying to see this. So they play North Texas on Wednesday. North Texas had like eight days. We'll have like eight days to prepare for this game, first of all. Yeah, that's there's, big. This is why we have such long break, Colin. Because you had to recover from that Oklahoma loss. Yeah. They prepared for Jesus. it preseason. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, well, we need like eight days off before this game. Uh, but to get North Texas at home, Indiana State is putting up around, it looks like about 70 points per game or so. So their offense is scoring despite having Alante Holston play like 30 minutes per game. <laughs> and I mean that in a serious note. Yeah, he That's actually pretty is. damn impressive. <laughs> Just the look you gave me was the best. Let's because see, you're like, let's see who scored for Wright Stadium. And let's see how much our boy Alante scored. Alante also in 24 minutes, two of four from the field, for four points. Look, that's a man's game. Look, man, they have this guy Jordan Barnes who put up 24 points on five of seven from three. So they have scorers. Yeah. All right. So just again, I don't want to get into the semantics of this game, but they have plenty of scorers to out. To uh, balance out Alante Holston, who starts? Alante Holston starts for this team. They have plenty of scores to balance that out. Unlike last year's North Texas team, who kind of didn't have a lot of scores to balance yeah. them out. So that's good for them. Uh, I think this uh, team obviously is not going to be as good as Oklahoma, but it could be the second best team they've played, better than maybe Portland or Hawaii. I'd agree. Um, or Maine. So and I think it's going to be a huge test for them because if they drop this game, Panic button. Kind of worried. Kind of worried. Kind of worried about going into conference. Uh, let me look up. Let me look up UT Arlington because UT they play UT Arlington. Yeah, they lost. They lost poor man's Kevin Durant and Kevin Hervey, um, to the to the draft. I don't even know where he's playing. Uh, I have no. Clue. I forgot because I looked it up and I was I really cared because I was curious. Now he I have to look good. it up. He went in the second round though. Yeah. But he torched North Texas two years ago. So last year. And two years ago, oh, okay. it was a home game. Both was a home game. They are three and five, with losses to AM Corpus Christi, Indiana, and Arkansas, which aren't bad losses. Let he plays for OKC. Say. Oh, he does. Good. He plays for the G League team. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have those three losses. They beat Northern Iowa, who's usually good. Um, they beat. Oh, they lost to Tulsa too. Oh, yikes! And they lost to UTRGV. Big Who yikes. UTRGV? I thought beat somebody. Yeah, some one of the conferences. No, they played. Teams. They played Oklahoma and lost. 
Yeah, that's what it was. Um, so, anyways, they're three and five. They don't look like the same team as last year without Kevin Hervey um, or the little guard they had. I don't remember the guard's name. Then they've been first first year coach. As and well. yeah, that's true. Remember, everyone was all upset about him being fired. Uh, yeah, definitely not the same team as last year. Looks like a very very different team. So we'll see we'll see how this one plays out. This one's at home. UT Arlington's at home. Uh, for North Texas, I should say. It's in, in the Super Pit. And it's being played on, is it on Saturday? Yep, December 8th uh, at 5 p.m. at Den- in Den, Texas. One, I, I just feel like these two games are going to, they, sh- they, should, they should win these two games, right? Should. If we're, if we're, we're talking about this team as being an NIT team or like a, a postseason yeah. team or like a yeah. team who can make a run in the conference yeah. championship, yeah, they you, should win these two games. You have to be able to, yeah, Indiana State beat WKU. Because they haven't had a statement win yet. I think an Indiana State win is a pretty good statement. I think it's a good win. Yeah. I mean, they beat WKU. They have They're players. One. Yeah, they can they can play. Uh, UT Arlington, I think, is just a win that you have to have. I agree. Even though they don't seem that great, you you need to have it. I agree. Um, but you have to you have to, it's important to bounce back from this Oklahoma loss because that Oklahoma loss was in person just very bad looking. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not try, I'm not trying to to be mean or anything, but. It was a far cry from what we've seen, obviously, because the other teams were not Oklahoma. real competition. <laughs> yeah. But this team needs to bounce back. I agree. I agree. And I think that's um, that's basically how we should end this podcast is saying that this team needs to bounce back, and we'll see how they do. Um, but, yeah, just one more plug. We're okay. All, again, we're on Apple Music. Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast. Can you get the Sorry. thing right? Apple Podcast. Um. So subscribe to Mean Green 24-7. We have plenty of basketball stuff coming up. I got player grades after big games. Uh, my player grades after Oklahoma were pretty interesting, in my opinion. My, Colin, back me up on this. Yeah. Yeah, there they you are go. Great. There you go. So um, I love you, player grades. And and we use Colin's photos on there. And Colin's photos are pretty good, too. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> if you want to stare at those, please buy VIP access. Yeah, thanks. just Please. just to see them. Please do. Uh, but <laughs> whatever yeah. works. Send us all your questions as well about this team on the board for uh, Mingering Twenty Four Seven. There's a tab that says send your basketball questions here. Send your questions there. Uh, thank you for listening. Whether you are listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast or you are watching the stream, uh, we thank you for joining us. And we'll see how this team does over this next week, Colin. It'll be interesting. Sure. Thanks for joining us.